What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number intermission. <laughs> I've already screwed <laughs> that up. Intermission number 35. Um, I looked it up and everything, and then I just went on about my regular crap. But uh, I'm Drew, and of course I have with me Matt Quinn. Hello. And so, yeah, this is going to be an intermission show. Uh, particularly, uh, we are going to be discussing the game that we want to do for Game 100. It's so, a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. So currently, we are on uh, Game 98, which for the time being has been selected to be Sunset Overdrive. Uh, that may change. We're not entirely sure just yet. Um but uh, we do know what game uh, 99 will be, which is going to be Dead Space 3. We plan on doing a co-op playthrough of Dead Space 3 for uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. And then episode 100, which I'm guessing will probably begin at the beginning of the year, I'm assuming. Depending on how everybody is as far as scheduling goes and stuff like that. But we want to be, we want to make it special. We want to make it a game that I would not say, I wouldn't say fan favorite, but I would say a game that has to be played, right? Yeah. One, uh, one, that, one that's worthy of the crown of Game 100. Exactly. So I, I, we want to do a game that's like timeless. A game that, sure, popular, um, or, you know, one of the greatest games of all time, which is very subjective because I looked yep. at a bunch of lists today and I was like, that is not one of the best games of all time. <laughs> so I did write down a small list of games that I believe, uh, for me would be worthy of game 100. Now, Matt, this is totally up to you. Um, I, I feel like, for some odd reason, I want to do a game at least one of us has never played before. It doesn't have to be, but yeah. but I feel like it would be a little bit more special if it was something one of us hasn't experienced or both of us haven't experienced. Um, which, unfortunately, every game on this list is something I've played. <laughs> so, to completion? Uh, yes. Well, I think, no, no, this is not true. Um, there are a few games on this list I have not completed. Because there are a lot of classic games. Every one on, 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 the, on the short list that I had sent over to you, I have started, and zero of them have I finished. Right. So, um, if you want to, I'll just go ahead and get into mine. Yeah, how many how many are on the list? Uh, let's see here. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. Yep. Eleven classics. Eleven. Well, well, I would say eleven games that I I'm pretty sure the most most of the people listening to this will be like I could see that. So, uh, the first one being <clears throat> a link to the past. Yeah, I I still sit never having finished a Zelda game. Have you played A Link to the Past before in any certain way? Uh, I have started it. 
I have not finished it. So I will firmly say A Link to the Past is one of the best games that's ever been made. With that said, it is not my favorite Zelda game of all time. Now, I know that's heresy in a lot of people's eyes. The other issue I see running into doing A Link to the Past is that it is a Super Nintendo game that doesn't have much story to talk about. Yeah, it's a lot of going through caves and forests. Exactly. Um, so it's kind of like we went here, we did this, we did this, we fought this boss. You know, it, 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 it feels like I would not be able to give that game justice talking about it on a podcast. I could be wrong. The next game, Ocarina of Time, which is my favorite Zelda game of all time. Which is also one that is probably top of my list that I would like to play of the Zelda games. Uh, why played... Why that over A Link to the Past? Because it was still, for me, it was in that window where I had seen some of the N64 3D games, but hadn't been able to experience them, uh, having only a, a, a PS1 at the time. And I don't think that Ocarina of Time made quite the impact that Mario 64 did, but both of those games I remember seeing other people play or displays or videos and just just kind of being amazed at the 3D world and being able to traverse it in, in that way. And so it's always held this kind of fascination of, you know, it, it, it probably did anyway, but the fact that it's so well regarded on top of that really makes it intriguing. Yeah. I, that's like, you know, my wheelhouse right there. You know, I think 1997, I believe was when that came out. So I was like 12, 13. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of nostalgia for those couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, 96 to about 99. Those are like my prime time. You know, those were my games that I like, you know, I, I adore, you know, even though I may be looking at them with rose tinted glasses because, as much as I love Ocarina of Time, I bet you if I try and play it right now. <laughs> See some of those flaws? <laughs> yeah. And here's the other problem I have with Ocarina of Time. There's only two places you can play that game. You can play it on the Nintendo 64, which I do not own, or the Nintendo 3DS. I don't know. I, I actually have both versions and ready to go. Oh, there you go. I don't know if I want to sit down with a Nintendo 3DS and play a 30-hour action RPG on my 3DS. I don't know. I don't yeah. own that version. Um, it, it, they, and everybody says that is the definitive version of Ocarina of Time is the 3DS version. Yeah, I mean, if it's the best version of a fantastic game on a easily easily accessible if not easily played system true uh yeah it's certainly certainly an option there so this one i put on here because i i have played part of it but i have not finished it it's also one of those games that is like game of the year which is also one of those games that is game of the generation I put it on here just because, but I don't think we should do it. Red Dead Redemption 2. 
And the reason yeah. why is because you haven't actually played Red Dead Redemption. And it's also interesting looking at a lot of these best of lists. If you go by like best rated, a lot of the heaviest hitters are more recent games. Yeah. Right. And you'll see these just like absolute, you know, epitomes of kind of like a perfect game of this genre or of this generation. And because there's not the nostalgia associated with them and because they, they didn't necessarily start genres i you know I, I feel like i can appreciate them for 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 what they are for the quality of the work that went into them right but i i you know i i find it hard to say that they're as definitive a game as a game like ocarina of time or or mario 64 or symphony of the night right so here's here's the thing i found if you google search best video games of all time guess what the first thing that pops up is Mm, Ocarina of Time? Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah? I just... I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, for me, 3 would have a better argument. Because that was the one that... You know, that was that was a whole new dimension. That was a game play. changer. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, I can appreciate that 5 is obviously better than 3. But that isn't necessarily the reason I would pick it for, for a game 100. Yeah. I, I just like I've tried to play Grand Theft Auto Five twice. Had it on three sixty and then I bought it on PlayStation four whenever it you know, it re released and I was just like I made it almost to the exact same spot again and I was just like I don't think I actually like this video game. I don't think I like Grand Theft Auto. Mm. Now or have you uh... When three and Vice City came out, I played. What was the, your thought then? All right, so three, I only played a little bit of. Vice City, I played a crap ton of. Um, and San Andreas, I played a crap ton of until I got to that mission where I had to do the remote control airplane, and said I'm never playing this video game again, and never went back to it. Um, <laughs> but. I play like Vice City to me is the best in that entire series. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it, three three was the game changer, but Vice City is what really polished it, gave it character, you know, and smoothed it out a bit. Um, the next game is one of those hardcore nostalgia games. I I I mean, it's one of my most played games of all time. Haven't played it in 20 years. Diablo 2. Yeah, I own it. I've started it. And I remember when it came out watching people play it. But I have not put more than an hour into it. So if you look at my open critic page, because I guess that's what defines me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my top three games of all time that I have on open critic and still hold true to this day are metal gear solid Diablo two and resident evil two Diablo two was an obsession for me because that game came out when I was for either 14 or 15. I can't remember when exactly, but it was during that time where I couldn't drive 
and I had nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, that was certainly a factor. I mean, it's it's not it's not usually held up as the reason for nostalgia, but when you get so few games per year and you have so many fewer other things going on in life, right? You just I think you can form that attachment so much better, so much stronger. Yeah. And that was like I I did nothing but play Diablo. I'm t- I'm talking like for that entire year, <laughs> I played nothing but Diablo two. I was obsessed with it. And here's the thing, I have there are classes in that game I have never played because I almost exclusively played the Necromancer. <laughs> and when they released the Necromancer for Diablo three, I was like, hells yes, I am going to get that character. <laughs> and so it was it was amazing. Uh, but yeah, I, I was obsessed with the Necromancer and Diablo 2. That was like my, gosh, I was, that was crack cocaine for me. <laughs> I played nothing but that game. Uh, and I have no idea how well it holds up. I have not touched that game in, like I said, almost 20 years, probably. Yeah, I picked up, I finally, finally picked up a copy to own when they did that, I think it was called the Battle Chest. Where it was Diablo one, Diablo two, and Lords of Destruction, I believe. Yep. 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 The Diablo battle chest and the Starcraft battle chest. That's maybe that's something I need to put on the list because I have never played Starcraft. Oh, ever. I would. That's so. It's interesting because it's so very different. You know, I, I guess. I guess a lot of games are this way, but for me. Especially because I haven't, I don't usually play both halves of a game like this in that way. But, but having played through the, the StarCraft campaign, the Brood War campaign, and then also having spent, you know, I I think StarCraft for me is probably the game I put the most hours into in my life. Uh, you know, and so ha- having played both halves of that game, yeah, it's, it 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 certainly held up. I don't know if it still holds up. Uh, I I did actually re-download it to to play it uh, a month ago and, and just played the first mission or two and it was it was pretty good. There you go. So there's another one we could add to the list too. Uh, the next game on my list is another one of my top three games of all time, Resident Evil Two. Mm. Um, I know the listeners would poo-poo on that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm sorry, but the Resident Evil Two is like one of my favorite games of all time. It yep. is it is leaps and bounds better than the original Resident Evil. Like I still to this day like like that's one of my things I I love to talk about is I fell in love with Resident Evil, and when Resident Evil Two came out, I was there day one. I picked it up yep. and I was like, everything is confined to this mansion, and Resident Evil Two. Let's turn it up to freaking 11. Now we're in a city. Yeah, it was such a great sequel in that way. Yeah. And it's it, like, it, it's oh, exactly man. what I think you would want out of a sequel, right? It's bigger, it's better, it's you know, it's still got a great level of like ridiculousness and uh, I, I don't know, it was it, it was fantastic. I mean, I fell in love with 1, so I think nostalgically 1 is my favorite. Uh, I think 2 is certainly the best. Of the original three, but I I also have a wicked soft spot for three. See, I didn't uh, like three at all. 
I I I liked the nemesis coming after you. I, it clearly isn't as good as one or two in my mind, but I don't think it's that much worse. I feel like um, I f- I feel like they 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 handled the quote unquote nemesis parts of Resident Evil series ten times better with Mister X in the remake of Resident Evil Two. Yeah, because I in fact crazy enough. I booted up, didn't know what to play. And I was like, you know, I haven't finished the Resident Evil 3 remake yet. So I mm-hmm. booted it back up today. And oh, it's today? Yeah, today. Like, legit, like, like probably about three hours ago. And um, played probably about 40 minutes of it. Uh, and I, I made it to the part where you play as Carlos and you're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, I stopped there and saved and I was like, all right, well, I'll come back to this eventually. But I, I don't know. Resident Evil 2, like the original and the remake, are both phenomenal games. Yep. But, 100% agree. <laughs> but yeah, I, I still don't think... I don't think we should do Resident Evil 2. It's just like, to me, to me and you, that is like perfection, classic, forever. But to the the gaming at large I don't think I feel like Resident Evil 2 has had too much of a spotlight recently yeah yeah Resident Evil's been big lately so yeah, yeah I can see it's it it it's certainly not going to have that newness that you mentioned at the beginning right where ideally one of us hasn't played it but even if we have both played it ideally it'll be a game that we haven't played recently and th- there has been a lot of Resident Evil in my life over the past couple of years and that that's never a bad thing but yeah um so the next one is another one of those revolutionary games and you actually mentioned it earlier super mario 64 yep i mean that that certainly would warrant i think the the game 100 spot right i mean it's it's clearly iconic it's clearly defining it's uh, I I've played the first four or five levels a dozen times easily, and I've never played beyond that. So I've I've one hundred one hundred percent completed that game. Like I got all one hundred twenty stars. Saw Yoshi Damn. at the top of the castle, all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, that was years and years ago. I do have the Mario collection here, uh, and I did boot up Mario sixty four, and I said. Who boy. This is rough. <laughs> uh, and the, the bad thing is, is that 64 and Sunshine, I'm like, this is kind of rough to play. I thought Sunshine was a little rough to play just because the, the controls felt a little bit odd. Aiming of Flood is feels really off to me. Yep. Uh, Galaxy? And the fact that it's I jumped like, right into Galaxy. Like- yeah, see, Galaxy's the one I didn't start. More, more, well, I played like five minutes of it, but I haven't really started it because I, I, I want to put time into 64 for the first time ever-ish. Yeah. Uh, and I know Galaxy is super well-regarded, and I absolutely must play it, but I, I thought it would be easier to play 64 if I hadn't played Galaxy first. You would be right there. 
Galaxy is the most refined of those three games. Yeah. Um, I was also eager to dabble in Sunshine because it's one I've I've never really even seen, let alone played. I still love Sunshine. I, in fact, I prefer it over 64 or Galaxy, if we're being honest. Mm. Going back to it and Old playing plate. it. Oh, yeah. But going back to it now and, and, and playing it on the Switch, I was just like, man. Uh, games have progressed since then. That's that's the thing. I, like I, on the GameCube, I 120 sun sprites. Those things or the shine sprites or whatever they're called. Um, like I I I have 100 completed all three of those games before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I I absolutely adore the Mario 3D Mario games. Yeah, well trodden territory. Yes. Uh, the next game, um, which is my favorite RPG of all time, which is Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, people could argue which one is the best. Yeah. But for me, there's no competition as to which one's the most definitive. But again, you know, maybe that's just people of my age would say that, but I mean, I, I still remember seven just, just being so different because, I, and I've said this a few times, but it was at a time when I didn't play RPGs and I, and I didn't play it then. I never, never played it or never played more than five minutes of it when it was a, a new game, but I did have a friend who bought it and played it and loved it. And I spent a, a fair amount of time watching him play it. And, uh, you know, was certainly intrigued, but then you know, I then I went back to my Resident Evils, Metal Metal Gear Solids, and Dino Crisises, uh, and you know, Twisted Metal. Um, you know, I, I I just wasn't into RPGs. I don't know why. I just had never really been exposed to them, and didn't really appreciate Final Fantasy VII until later. Yeah. So I um, I played it. That was. I think the reason why it's my favorite Final Fantasy is because it was my first Final Fantasy. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I want to say I played six. I want to say I played four, which was Final Fantasy two. No, Final Fantasy three on the Super NES, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember. And even if I did, I feel like I was too young to understand them. Final Fantasy VII was like, you know, I was an early teen and I understood what I was doing because I feel like some of these RPGs were just kind of too complex for what I understood. I understood to hit the A button and you jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, Final Fantasy VII, like I absolutely fell in love with that game um, when I was a kid and I still think it's the best for me personally. And I understand other people say otherwise, which is why... I also have on the list Final Fantasy VI because that seems like everybody's <laughs> Final Fantasy VI is better. That's what they always say, right? Um, and I have played through and finished Final Fantasy VI before, and I, yes, it is a good video game. See, for me, after seven, if we're talking iconic ones, I would have said ten. See, uh, ten. Yeah, ten, 10 was ten was was up there. Ten was like 
So that was the first one to have voice acting. And that was like a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think to be honest with you, I, I don't, I, I will, I won't even attempt to write them or rank them, but, um, mm-hmm. I like all the final fantasies with the, except I don't like eight. I don't like eight. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people hate to hear that, but I, I don't like final fantasy eight. Um, uh, I prefer nine over eight. I prefer nine over 10. Um, I feel, I feel like 10, I really like the sphere grid system in 10. I yep. thought that was really cool. Yeah, me too. Um, and honestly, I, I like final fantasy four, final fantasy four, the one with Cecil, which that's what I always hear held up as potentially the best of all final fantasies that to me, I prefer that over six. Um, I know everybody called him Cecil. I even called him Cecil until I heard the voice acting and they, he said Cecil. I'm like, what the hell? But <laughs> to me, and, and here's my thing, I love the dynamic with with Cecil and Kane. Like to me, Kane is one of the best Final Fantasy characters out there. Like because he he's it's it's a redemption story for that dude. It's a redemption story for both of them. Because they start out as the bad guys. And they don't realize they're the bad guys. But, yeah. Yeah, so at least there, there's a, a bit more meat, right? If you're talking a link to the past, you may not have as much to delve into character-wise, story-wise. But I think any of these Final Fantasies give you a lot more to discuss, obviously. Oh, they absolutely do. Um... Sticking with the classic JRPGs, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it's it's hard to hard to argue against Chrono Trigger. I mean that that whatever list we have and how many ever uh, games are on that list, I think that Chrono Trigger for me is going to be top three or top five, definitely. Uh, I've never played more than two hours of it. I played that first two hours a couple times. Uh, and you, you just, you only hear such reverence when discussing that game. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, and I even, I even see articles that are like, even if you thought this game was good, it's still super good. You should replay it in 20, 2020. It's, it's really good. I've beat that game twice. Beat it once on Super NES and beat it once on the th- 3DS? Or it might have been the DS. I can't remember what I think version. it was on the DS. I think it was Dave. the DS, yeah. But I've, I've completed Chrono Trigger twice. Um, and it is one of the best JRPGs ever made. Uh, the next on my list is a more modern game. Well, I say modern, but it's almost 10 years old at this point. Um, and it's a game I've never finished. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Mm. Yeah, that would be that would be an interesting one for me because maybe the best thing I could get personally out of playing Skyrim would be a, a if not a love and appreciation of 
kind of Western RPGs. I I've played a good amount of Oblivion and Skyrim and Fallout and never really enjoyed any of them. Mm. What do you and think I, that is? Because it's just too big, too too much in there. Yeah, I, I think it's probably maybe my over adherence to wanting to, a, a narrative and characterization, and I feel like when I play those games. I enjoy the first couple hours, and then it opens up more, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Am I supposed to make my own fun here? I don't know how to do that. I I feel like I end up walking into the woods looking for fun, and then just walking into the woods for hours. I'm like, I've done that in real life. I I don't know. I just... (laughs) I I feel like what I need is, is to dive into one of those games with enough reason and enough commitment to get over that hurdle to where I understand the appeal of it. Well, I, I, a lot of the appeal is you can do what you want in those games. You know what I mean? Like it, it is the walk east until you run into something. Um, but see, see when, when people describe that in The Witcher or The Witcher Three, right? It makes sense to me. You can stumble off and you'll find your own little short story, and it'll be amazing, but still narrative, but still off the main trail and when i i feel like and nobody's told me this this is just my my impression is that walking off and finding something fun to do is going to be like oh you found a pack of four wolves and killed them and i'm like really was, is, is that fun is that what i'm looking for is that the is that the payoff to this wandering is i found a troll or i found some wolves or i found a rock that I can mine and get some ore out of it? I, I don't know. I, I, I've never... No, nobody's ever said, look, you're missing the point. Here's why it's so great. What I hear a lot of is you can make your own fun. I'm like, I don't know what that means, I don't think. Well... So, there, I mean... There is a mainline story to those games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never did them. That's the thing. I probably put <laughs> 30 to 40 hours into Skyrim, and I... I remember it distinctly. It was, you know, you do your fir- the first part, you escape from the dragon, all that mess. You do a few things, you kill a dragon, and then uh, you're told to go speak to the Greybeards. I then decided I'm not going to go talk to the Greybeards and went wherever I wanted and joined, like, the Thieves Guild and joined the Dark Brotherhood. And I was just like... I, I became somebody before I went and talked to the Greybeards, which apparently is the actual beginning of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I never did that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, and that's, I, I, uh, uh, yeah. one of my life decisions is I'm going to beat Skyrim one day. <laughs> I, I have a lot of interest in playing it because I have a lot of questions. Okay. What kind of questions do you want answered? Uh, why do people enjoy it? <laughs> what What is this fun I'm supposed to make for myself? Oh God, man! And, and I thought, you know, all those questions, but also then, hey, there's also a narrative. Is it any good? Um, I love the idea of a whole open world. It It's funny because they've done this, but. When I played Skyrim, or at least thinking about what I played in Skyrim, I'm like, man, if they could have, if I could have a VR experience that was Skyrim, that would be, 
that would be all I ever need out of life is a world to explore. Uh, you know, now that's changed a little bit. And my thought was if I could have the Witcher 3's world, but, you know, fully in VR, I mean, I, I, could, I could spend my life in there. I was about to say, you can play Skyrim in VR. Yeah, I, I know you can. Uh, it doesn't work for me, but other people have played it, obviously. Yeah. My, I, I don't know if it's my computer, my cable, or the USB port I'm trying to plug my Quest into, but something isn't... So There's some kind of rate-limiting step there that I, I need to sort out to you know, kind of fully access my Steam VR games. To, to um, actually talk about that a little bit, I tried VR for the first time uh, last weekend. Last weekend? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep, went over to Alan Bell's, my old roommate's place. He uh, just recently purchased a Quest 2. Yeah, I, I got mine as well. I was finally able to sell my Quest 1, which allowed me to get the Quest 2. There you go. And uh, I found... I found it very intriguing, but I don't want to play my video games that way. Um, I, I I found the technology fascinating. So the whole virtual like playroom, and you know, with the 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 wireframe, and if you walk too far, it like you go through the wireframe, and you can actually see like it's a camera. Yep, I thought that was fascinating. Yep, and I love the untethered nature of it. Yes, yes. That, uh, that is the yeah. only way I would want to play VR. Yeah. Uh, and we did play uh, one game. It was a techno shooter. Pistol Whip? Pistol Whip. We played. I played Pistol Whip, and he was downloading that Walking Dead game. Saints and Sinners, yeah. Saints and Sinners, uh, but we he didn't have it downloaded in time before I had to leave. But I did find that technology really impressive. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. I wouldn't want to play every game that way, but I'm intrigued to see them kind of pushing that technology. Uh, some, you know, I, I, I've had... I, I've been really impressed with some of the games and, and just really amazed at just the simple fact of turning around and seeing what's behind you, like in actually doing that, not tilting my joystick to the left. Uh, that I don't know if you played... I mean, for me, the, the most impressive thing I played when I got my quest was uh, the, the Star Wars game, Episode 1, no, of, no. of the Star Wars kind of trilogy. Right. I, no, I, I didn't. That, that was the only thing I played was the gun one. Because, you know, the first thing you do in that game is basically, like, take the helm and, like, jump to light speed. And see, being able to look around and see that around you and having Darth Vader walk up behind you, I mean, it, it, it gives you a sense of scale as well. I mean, I, I don't know. I was just really impressed with that feeling of being in it. Right. It was I like that. You know, I like the immersion. And then the one other thing I really liked about it, I think probably my favorite game that I've played on the Quest is... Pixel Ripped, nineteen ninety five. What's that? And it, it's, it's a game where you play a kid playing a game, and it does a lot of like genre hopping, but also what level of game are you in? So you you play as 
like the game character that the kid's playing, and then you play as the kid playing the game. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, there's a little bit of kind of dimension breaking where the characters in the game that the kid's playing then come out into his world and you're you're battling a monster on your living room floor because it's it's emerged out of a video game. Okay, that seems kind of so interesting. It does a lot of yeah, it does a lot of really cool things like that, where you know, where, where you're basically your 2D and your 3D kind of mashed together, and you're trying to save your 2D world, and they call on you, the player, to come in and save them a little bit, like Never Ending Story. Um, you know, in some parts you play in the game, and you're also trying to distract your parents and. And and kind of manage both versions of that world at the same time. So I, I think it it's not like as immersive as a game like Star Wars, but it's it's a, it's an interesting way to use the the VR tech. I think. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I just um, I did have I, I I had a decent time with it. I thought that you know those those small experiences would probably be the only thing that that would work for me. Yeah, and I feel like most of the games are those small experiences. Like Pistol Whip's a great one. I mean, some of the classics like Super Hot VR is really good. Uh, you know, Beat Saber is really good for what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. And I, I actually had a problem with my quest where I just had a real problem tracking, and so it would be it would be jittery and it would stop tracking my hands, and every time I turned around, it would lose you know lose tracking of the room around me and of my my controller, so I it was functional, but it wasn't smooth. Uh, the upgrade to the two now has really smoothed that out, and it, it's like a whole new experience. Yeah, they they even track your hands now. Yeah, which I found yeah, impressive. I, yeah, I haven't tried it yet on the two. I tried it on the one, but it was still kind of like in beta and, and a little bit buggy. For me. Yeah, of course I did the first thing everybody does, and every you can see your hands. I flicked everybody off in the room. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, uh, and the, the last game on my list, and it's a game that I don't think we're actually going to do, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Uh, Pokemon. Ah, that would be an interesting one. Yeah. I, I own, I own a number of them, mostly just the oldest ones. Yeah. Which has no story whatsoever. Yeah. I, I, that's one I'd like to, you know, I think that for me would be like a perfect game for a one-off where we could just dive in for three or four or five hours in a week and then talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it, like those games are not short. Like they're, they're probably 20 hours or so. Yeah. You know, and uh, obviously if you're catching them all, it's going to take even longer, but going through all the gym leaders and stuff like that takes a while. A lot of grinding in those games. Yeah. And that, that's, that's my, that's my list. Is there anything? It's a, it's a pretty good list. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a decent start. But I mean, what about you, Matt? I mean, what's what's a game that you you feel like needs to be on this list? What do you, what do you feel like needs to needs to be played? Um. Well, I mean, some of my I think must plays would be on your list already. Right. Um. The short the short ones I had kind of sent over to you. I think the only other bit of a spin is that I was intrigued to go back and play some of the the first games in the series yeah so like final fantasy one which i actually have played a lot of uh i found it very difficult to know what i was supposed to do yeah but also like dragon quest one 
Suikoden 1, Diablo 1, uh, 2 would probably be a lot more easy to play. Diablo 1 is rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then I had Symphony of the Night on there. That's... Again, I played, I played that a lot, but only the beginning a lot. So you've never actually beaten Symphony of the Night? Mm. Yeah, there's That's a... another whole series. I've never beaten a Castlevania game other than the one we did. Or beaten a 2D Castlevania game, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, we beat Lords of Shadow. Yeah. That um, was excellent. That's, that's a fucking great game. Sequel is garbage. But that first game, amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, Symphony of the Night, man. That's classic. That is a classic game. I've beaten it several times. Um, uh, d- didn't put, you know, I think other ones, you know, that we have done already that could have been on this list would have been like Metal Gear Solid, the first one. Yeah, that that to me, especially considering me and you, yeah, like that would have been like the the given, easy, yeah, easy. We're doing Metal Gear Solid for a hundred, of course. Would have been surprised to get to game 100, not having already played it. But yeah. <laughs> if, if we had been in that scenario, it would have been a perfect one. Yeah. Look, I, we, we've already played our, our favorite game of all time. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, so how about this? How about, how about, is there a game out there that you've, you've always wanted to play, but you haven't at all? Uh, I mean, many hundreds. <laughs> well, <laughs> you want to give me maybe an example of a couple of them? Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're trying to narrow it down a bit, you know, I, I, I would focus around some of the, the iconic series that I've really missed out on. So for me, that's, you know, that's Zelda, that's Mario, that's, Again, maybe Dragon Quest, uh, you know, maybe Chrono Trigger, just kind of as a as a standalone being on that list. But I mean, t- to me, those are some of the most iconic games that I've wanted to play more than others. Right? There's there's hundreds of games I want to play, but these are the ones that I I feel that I've missed by not having played them. So, you where f- as opposed to just having them on the list, and I'll get to them at some point. Right. Well, is there anything you want to add, or do you want to start narrowing this stuff down? I'm going to Google search best games of all time again. Yeah, I've, t- I've done that a lot of times in the last couple of months. Um, I'm not sure that I would add anything to the list that that we haven't discussed that would be in the same tier as, as the ones we played. True. This is true. According to Mashable. <laughs> Let's see what they say. A Mind Forever Voyaging, 1985. Infocom's classic text adventure. Sid Meier's Civilization 3. Destiny. Well, you have just lost all credibility. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot 2, The Wrath of Cortex. 
It's a good game. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3? I mean, I, I play it. I'm not sure it's in the same tiers what we're talking about, but... Golden Sun, The Lost Age. That's... Alright. Alright. Yeah, I, I play it. I can get into that. To the Moon. That's a, that's a good one. Bejeweled. Let's do a show about Bejeweled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the... You know, another game to maybe put on a list like this that's super iconic, maybe the original Mist. Yeah. I've, that's a game I've started a, a half dozen times and never progressed more than a couple hours into. That's true. I, I have... That was like jaw-dropping to me. Like when, when you yeah. go into Best Buy and they had all those computers on a demo just showing off that game. Yep. And I'd be like, God, i got to play this game. It looks amazing. Yeah. wasn't quite as fun to play, but it looked amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so here it says, The Last of Us. Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. All right, well. Uh... Yeah, I would have put that on the list, except not having played Ocarina of Time. I feel like, at least my understanding is, both great games, but definitely Ocarina of Time's better. I would, uh, yeah. I don't, I didn't mind Majora's Mask. Um, but... It's definitely different from Ocarina of Time. Uh, let's see here. Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Hero Two. Oh, that's an interesting choice. I I am I am. I'm not going to say it's the best game of all time, but I will say this: I love DJ Hero. It was fascinating. Yeah, I, I I played one of them with my college roommate a fair amount and enjoyed it. Uh, that's that's about as much as I'd say about it. Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. I okay. would like to play that. Yeah. World of Warcraft. Super Meat Boy. Stop. Maybe uh, Half-Life 2? Half-Life 1? Half-Life 2 is like apparently the greatest game of all time, according to a lot of people. I played, yeah. I played through that game. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I, I do have to say... I'm sure when that game came out, it was revolutionary. I played that game well after it came out, and I was like, yeah, this is a standard first-person shooter. And I I just, you know, I was just like, eh. I don't have the love for that game as everybody else does, because I wasn't in the zeitgeist, I don't think. Mm, Yeah. Uh, So Stardew Valley... Tomb Raider 2. I mean, again, for me, I would have to default to 1 based on nostalgia, even if 2 is better. Right. I mean, 1, I've played through the the whole game. I I adored it. It was one of those, you know, top 5 defining games for the PS1 for me. Uh, You know, running around in caves and shooting T-Rexes. I'm like, it doesn't get much better than this. Yeah. Uh. You know, it's and it's still 
good. It is a bit tough to play, though, at this point. Yeah, it's rough to play. Let's see here. Uh, Odd World Abe's Odyssey. Mm. Wipeout. Yeah, I mean, all, all the wipeouts are good. Yes, they are. Another one, you know, t- two more to maybe put on this list, actually, of iconic games would be Kingdom Hearts. Maybe the first one, but uh, I, I know you've played through them all. Yeah. Uh, another one, maybe Shadow of the Colossus. That's a good one. Uh, I, I adore all, the, all all of those games. But uh, I have not finished Shadow of the Colossus. I, I finished Shadow of the Colossus a um, long time ago. We did it on the stream back whenever we used to do uh, the streaming stuff. Mm. That was a good game. I mean, maybe stretching a bit, but KOTOR is very good. I don't think it would be this iconic or, you know, comparable to some of the other ones we've discussed, but, you know, it's a good game. True. Let's see here. Metroid Prime. Okay. I can give them that. Metroid Prime is a fantastic game, but I would still say if we're going for classics of all time, Super Metroid would be the one to choose. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Gravity Rush. Would love to play it. Looks fantastic. That is it for Mashables. I don't know. I don't know. Most influential game titles by Esquire. I don't know how much I want to believe Esquire here, but we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Dark Souls 3. Most influential is Dark Souls 3? One of them, I guess. I don't don't understand the logic of that. Uh, Shovel Knight. Overwatch. The Last of Us. Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto Five. Minecraft would be a good one-off again, yeah. just just to dive in, play it for four or five hours, and then you know, what'd you like? What didn't you like? Right. Uh, World of Warcraft, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's, that's probably my least liked Zelda. <laughs> Portal. If 2. only because I wanted so much out of it. Uh, well, I've never actually made it very far in Breath of the Wild. I've I made it to a Divine Beast, but never actually finished it. You know, t- to be fair, then, that could be on the list, given you know, given how well it's been received and how little either of us have played of it. True. It's very true. So he says, uh, Portal 2. Pokemon Red and Blue. Wii Sports. I don't know about that. <laughs> Street Fighter 2. Classic, but can't really talk better about as it. a one-off. Yeah. <laughs> Tetris. Yeah, I mean, uh, iconic as it comes. I actually... My last VR purchase was the Tetris Worlds in VR. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Super Mario World... And The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. 
uh, this isn't helping. So I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what to say here, Matt. I, I feel like, I feel like it's got to be either a Mario, a Zelda, or a Final a Fantasy. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, Chrono or a Trigger Final or a Final Fantasy. I know you touched on Suikoden. Yeah. I have never played a Suikoden game. I, you know, one of my one of my RPG soft spots are those PS1 RPGs. Uh I really like the it, it it's almost like getting to experience nostalgia for games I never played. And you know, whenever I find a good new PS1 game, I tend to get a little bit of that, just a a, a, a bit of that era. So I, I have enjoyed a fair amount of PS1 games that, uh, that I usually play on my Vita and and fairly well enjoyed them. So, I mean, I'm, I haven't played Suikoden. I've had it loaded up and ready to go, but, you know, I know Suikoden 2 is usually regarded as the better game, but... I thought Suikoden 3 was the one. Three is the the most well regarded. I thought that was the one everybody loved. Suikoden three was on the PS two instead of the PS one, right? Was I, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I don't know. I I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I hard to really know since I don't haven't played any of them. Would like to play them though. That's for sure. Apparently, there's a lot of these games. I didn't realize that. Suikoden started in 1995. Suikoden, Suikoden 2, Suikoden 3, PlayStation 2, Suikoden 4, PlayStation 2, Suikoden 5, PlayStation 2. Huh. Apparently there were re-releases on the PSP. I had Suikoden 1 and 2, but I think it was only for Japan, yeah. Mm. Hmm. Well, Matt. The yeah, ball. whatever we pick, it's it's got to be one that we've already mentioned, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, that that's a lot of good games. Yeah. We're not going to please everybody. We're not going to we're not going to be able to say there's going to be some people who who write in saying you should have done this. Well, I'm sorry. We uh we chose something else. So, Matt, balls in your court right now. I mean, if I had to start by narrowing it, I would definitely say Chrono Trigger, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time. Maybe StarCraft if you haven't played it. Okay. Uh, if I had one more. Let's say Final Fantasy 4 to get one on the list. 7, 4. Which one would you choose? I would choose 4, I think, because I've never touched it. Okay. I would be willing to do that. So the one with with Cecil. Yeah. Do you wanna Do you wanna kick one of those five out? Uh, oh man. 
I would. I would kick. I, I, you know, that's that's five top quality games right there. Yeah. I don't want to be this way, but I kick out Chrono Trigger. Ah, uh, okay. I I I but I've beat that game twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't want to be that way. I would prefer to I would prefer to play Final Fantasy four over Chrono Trigger. Yeah. If I had to kick out one of the last four here, I would definitely kick out Mario sixty four. Yeah. That was gonna be I mean my... it it's as iconic as it gets, but I've also played a ton of it. Right. Not not sequentially a ton of it, but um you know, I, I've just I, I I maybe maybe it's only me that would think this, but I also think that I I still remember those first times that I saw Mario sixty four in a store and was blown away. And in some ways, I feel like the more I play it, the less I will remember it in that way. And I do still want to play it at some point, but, I mean, this is a game I've started, like, a dozen times. And I, while I want to get past that initial nostalgia rush, I've... I feel like I've experienced some of the highs already of Mario, and I want to test a new game. Gotcha. So I think of the four, that would be the one I would have to boot. Okay. So that leaves us with... Final Fantasy IV. Final Fantasy IV. Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Starcraft. And Starcraft. Ooh. Do you want me to remove one? Yep. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't want to remove any of these guys. Um, I mean, I, I feel like I know which one you'd remove, but... The thing is, I know you think I want to remove StarCraft. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but to be honest with you, I don't want to remove StarCraft because I have never played that game. I... Yeah. I I think Blizzard is amazing developers. I know Ken absolutely loves StarCraft. I know everybody loves StarCraft. Yeah, I I do too. My issue is I hate real-time strategy games. Like I don't like them <laughs> at all. I've played a ton of them. Like you couldn't you couldn't find a person who who when I was a kid Warcraft Orcs and Humans played the crap out of that game. Yep. Um, Command and Conquer, Command and Conquer Red Alert. I played the crap out of those games. But yeah, me you, too. If you sat me down in front of them right right now, I'd be like, I don't want to play this. I just like, I just, I, I would, I would. But I am fascinated to see StarCraft. But I cannot, I I cannot fathom deleting these other two <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that that's where i am i mean starcraft is one of my favorite games of all time i i adore it i you know especially to someone who hasn't played it 
I would, you know, there aren't many higher recommendations, but of the three, I don't know. It's it's tough to stack up against the other two. This is this is rough. This is rough. Um, okay. Let's all right. Reverse card here. If you had to delete from one of these three, which one would you delete? I would probably delete StarCraft. Mostly because of my fear that you'd get an hour in and hate it. And then that would be the whole, that would be the whole game 100 episode is this game is shit. I would uh, not do that. I would not do that. My thing is, I can understand when a game is not my wheelhouse, but yeah. I can still see a game being a good game. Um, yeah, the counterpoint here is that we even could play some multiplayer and the story, so you'd get a bit more dimension on this game. Uh, the counter-counterpoint, though, is that from what I remember, a lot of my favorite parts actually came in Brood War, which, you know, amps up both the characters you can play in multiplayer, uh, you know, and the units you can control, uh, but also, you know, a whole separate storyline. And so to only play StarCraft means we'd cut out half of what StarCraft is. Is StarCraft just the Terrans? Uh, no, I believe it's all three. So, I mean, both both the game and the expansion were a good value. I think, I thought both games had all three races. Okay, so, alright, I, I distinctly remember there being a battle chest that had three games in it, or, or, or three things in it. StarCraft, I guess StarCraft Brood War, was there another expansion? Nope, that's all that's in uh, StarCraft Battle Chest. I remember seeing three boxes. One with the Terran guy, one with the Protoss guy, and one with Kerrigan on it. What were those three? Uh, I, well, I know StarCraft 2 had three boxes. Okay, maybe I'm getting those mixed up. Well, no, I, I don't know. Who knows? Because I... Yeah, I I don't remember seeing a StarCraft one box that has Zerg on it, just one that has Protoss and one that has uh, Kerrigan. Okay, I thought I remember one with with um, what's his name Rainer on it. That's the thing. Yeah, in StarCraft I know, two there is. I know a lot about these characters because I play a lot of Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. Um, I guess the third item in the original battle chest is strategy guides. Could be that might be it. So, I'm deleting StarCraft off of this list. Yeah, I think, I think sadly, that, that one has to go. I think we will eventually do StarCraft. But just not for yeah. Game 100. Yep, I, I would agree with that sentiment. So, that leaves The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I really want to play both these games, but for me, it's not that hard of a decision. I think I know what the decision is. I think I need to just go ahead and delete Final Fantasy off this list, don't I? Yeah. yeah. I, 
I have played a lot of Final Fantasies and even beaten one. I understand why they're loved. I do feel that. <laughs> and I want more of that story. I want Final Fantasy IV. Okay. None of those things really apply to Zelda. So so let's let's just say the last four games that we deleted off this list we're probably going to get to eventually. Yeah. Um, but our game 100 is going to be the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Which means i got to go find me a copy of the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish it would release on the Switch. Yeah, me too. But it looks like I'm going to have to boot up my 3DS and play that. Because I am not going out and buying a 64. Yeah, I don't, I don't is... even know where my 3ds is <laughs> at this point. I, I feel like it's in the same room as me. I can sense it near me, but I don't know exactly where it is residing. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, we ripped that bandaid off. To be honest with you, I knew that this was coming. Yeah, I kind of expected this, but I'm glad we were able to toss some other ideas out there because. Uh, you know, certainly could have gone elsewhere. Chrono Trigger for me was maybe my second choice. Yeah. Once we started discussing them, yeah. I and I hate I hate to delete it like that. I mean, I just I beat that game twice. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That game is also long. Which I'm saying that, and I'm starting to remember how long Link the Past is, or not Link the Past, but uh, Ocarina of Time is. Ocarina of Time. How long to beat? How long? To beat, I'm, I'm gonna guess around thirty hours. Yep, I'm looking at twenty six and a half. Yep, twenty six and a half. The main story plus extra thirty one and a half. There you go. Oh, there's a GameCube version that comes with. Ocarina of Time and Oh yeah. Masters Ocarina of Time Master Quest, whatever the hell that is. I own a GameCube. <laughs> uh probably gonna get the three DS version. It's probably the most accessible, I would think. I I would assume so. I wonder if it's one of those where I can use like that three DS plus with the other Control stick. Mm -hmm. I use it for Monster Hunter a lot. And then again, th there's another task is finding that thing because I don't know where that is. <laughs> Got to re reassemble. Yeah. So there you go. Um, we do have an email that came in hot off the press. Is this right here? Uh, comes in from Dustin. It says, uh, it's labeled Misconnections. <clears throat> it says, uh, hey guys, I missed writing into Man of Medan episode, but I did get to play through it with a friend online through Game Pass, so spoilers. Okay, well, it's fine. Oh, I'm, I'm reading it anyway, because this, this won't go out until the next week. <laughs> 
Uh, I thought the game was okay. Uh, we laughed more at the plastic Ken doll characters you try to control and the jankiness of the game more than anything. We had a lot of connection issues and lag that made us mess up some key QTEs, so we ended up with three dead people. Ooh. Shouldn't have drank that beer, I guess. Ha ha. Uh, the story... <laughs> yeah. The story seemed rushed, and the exploration parts were long and boring. I wouldn't mind it if they just got rid of those parts altogether and just made it a dialogue and QTE game, honestly. I hope Little Hope has a little more budget and polish compared to this game. Next. Do you, do you know at all how, how Man of Madon did, sales-wise? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it did decent. I mean, it clearly, for me at least, didn't have nearly the buzz of Until Dawn. It definitely didn't. I feel like it had a lot of buzz when they first announced the Dark Picture Chronicles. Because it was like, oh, the creators of Until Dawn are now making a whole series of games, you know, kind of thing. But then when Man mm -hmm. and Madan came out, it kind of just fizzled out. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, up next, uh, spoilers for Folklore. Uh, since I never get, did get that email, that last email, and I thought I'd share my thoughts here during the intermission. The maze level I didn't find too bad since I caught on what was going on pretty quick. Hell was fine, but that long elevator was a bit annoying, and I had to look up yeah. that mini-boss weakness since he would keep switching it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, me too. I wish you could made could have made the decision yourself on whether or not to repair the tree or destroy both to keep it as is for multiple endings. Seems like a missed opportunity. I was confused by Keats and how the ending played out, but I'm glad Drew looked it up to explain it to everyone. <laughs> I'm sure I had other stuff to say, but I already forgot, and I already traded the game in, too, so I didn't think it was worth keeping. Spoilers for God of War. So I have a few things to say about this that last episode. It just hurts me inside to hear Drew saying all he had to do was mash X during the final boss since it was so easy. Turn your damn difficulty up. <laughs> Obviously, it's not challenging you and limits your enjoyment of the combat in the game, so don't complain it's too easy while playing on easy. Okay, first off, I wasn't playing on easy. I was playing on normal. Yeah, it, it's interesting, too, because there are some games that I would play on easier right as we went through you know a good example being the witcher and the witcher 2 right where i where i want that story and you know i can you know, combat can kind of piss off a little bit but you know god of war not yeah neither of us played it on easy but it, it's certainly a game i would wouldn't want to play on easy yeah. just knowing that the combat is is a key part of why god of war has always been so good says, I really hope both of you go back to the side quest, since there's a lot of content there worth checking out. Did you guys know that the opening scene, you're chopping down trees with hand marks on them. Those were put there by Faye as a magic barrier to hide their home, and by cutting them down to burn them for her funeral pyre, it nullified the barrier, exposing your location to the gods. When Boulder comes looking for someone, it's not Kratos, he's looking for its Faye. Also, you guys didn't talk about a very important part of the mural at the end of the game. When he lifts the flap, the image shows Loki killing his father, Kratos. 
I apparently didn't see that. Oh, no, I, I did see it because Kratos takes a little extra time to look at it and then doesn't mention it, I think, if I remember correctly. And then he, he like, puts the flap back down that covers it and then walks out. I, I do remember that part, but I guess I, I don't know. I must have, like, not paid attention or something. I don't know. I didn't catch that. So, wow. There's another dynamic I didn't see. A foreshadowing for game two. Ragnarok. Maybe. I can't recall the specific of what the world serpent says to Loki, but it's something like, uh, I have, I have met you before. And in Norse mythology, Loki is his dad. And during Ragnarok, the serpent's serpent fights Thor and Thor punches him so hard. He goes back to the past or in this game, (laughs) the lake of the nine. Also, I'm surprised you didn't talk about the Norse god of war more. And in Odin's treasure room, it shows different god of war emblems for different mythologies. Anyway, like I said, I hope you guys go back to play more or at least meet all the dragons. God of War is probably my game of this generation, along with Bloodborne, The Witcher 3, and Zelda Breath of the Wild. So what's game 100 going to be, and why is it going to be Final Fantasy VI? (laughs) Ha ha, Dustin. It was discussed. It was discussed. Um, Unfortunately, it seems like Final Fantasy IV beat it out. And then uh, the Green Tunic Warrior himself beat out that. So, it's, uh, it's going to be The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And I feel good about it. We'll see. Yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm, in, I'm a little bit concerned that I it just won't hold up for me. But there must be a reason people hold it in such high regard. So I, I, I really want to dive into it. I'm really excited to play it, but I'm not a hundred percent convinced I'll love it yet. Do you know what happens in that game? I know absolutely nothing of the story. Okay, all right. Not 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 even a, a whisper. Some things go down. Um, uh, I assume he time travels. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a uh, it's an interesting way of handling things. In fact, I would go as far as to say uh, a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy VI influences, or not six. Yeah, Final Fantasy VI influences are in there. <laughs> if you know what happens in Final Fantasy VI. But uh, yeah, there you go. Um, that's uh, that's our game one hundred, which I knew from the beginning that was what we were gonna get. Yeah, kind I, I would have given it maybe a seventy to eighty percent chance, like straight off the bat. Like this, this is this is iconic enough. I, I've never even touched it. Yeah, uh, you know it is available, and not only is it an iconic game but it's an iconic game in an iconic series that I also know extremely little about. Right. Well, there you go. So, yeah. Um, I think that's all we can talk about. I know, um, I, I know we said the sunset overdrive, um, since we're going to be basically, so, 
uh, we're recording on Thursday. Tomorrow, Man of Medan is going to go live. This episode is going to go live the week after. So, I don't know um, what Matt's plans are. I know you said that we would discuss it a little bit later on. Um, but if we're going to, if we want to change it, we totally can, Matt, we can do something else. Uh, so you can join us if you want, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it tentative sunset overdrive for now. Uh, I actually just recently, I just reinstalled it uh, yesterday, so we'll see, but, um, we're going to obviously, we got a week buffer to think about it <laughs> since, <laughs> since we're releasing these uh, slowly. Um, but yeah. I yeah, think... I guess the one thing I'd be interested in is if anybody has a definitive game that they would have suggested above all the others that we discussed or, or one of the ones we discussed. I'd be curious, you know, we settled on one that uh, you know, seemed a little bit predestined given what we've talked about before. But you know, if if there's a single compelling reason why one of the other ones might have been chosen over this, I'd be curious what what people would think, right. what they'd be passionate, which ones they'd be passionate about. That, I would I would say the same thing. So if you would like to let us know, uh, the email is drew at ztgd dot com. Uh, let us know what game would would you have done for game 100 and why are we stupid for doing Zelda? I want to, I want to know. I'm sure, I'm sure some people have some choice words for us. Yeah. Other than final fantasy six. Yeah. Other now, than, that we, now that we know that's on the runner up list. Yeah. Or the, the massively suggested list. So here's my thing. I'm going to get a lot of crap from Ken tomorrow when I tell him that our game 100s, Ocarina of Time because he'll tell me it should have been a link to the past. Huh. Yeah. And that's also a generational thing. Ken's slightly older than me. He's more nostalgic for that game. Yeah, I, I, I can certainly appreciate where it stands. Uh but again, you know, even if let's say they were equally nostalgic and equally influential, I think one with a bit more story would probably be the one that's better to discuss. I think so too. And, and more mechanics, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I guess we'll go from there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave off with that. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. You can also tweet to us. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on Game 100. Uh, and uh, if anybody out there who was play who played Man of Medan, please let us know as well through email or through Twitter. Um, and let us know how you feel about it. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, though. Um, we're gonna we're gonna head on out. Um, I'll keep everybody up to date on the Twitter on what we decide to do as far as uh, game 98 is. Um, and uh, we'll we'll play it by ear. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great 
week. Happy Halloween. This will go out uh, during the Halloween season. Stay safe out there. Uh, And uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, We don't know what it is yet, so keep an eye on that Twitter. And uh, we'll keep you updated. But uh, we'll be back very shortly. Thank you.